Dude, Jace and Clayton used to come over and we had some heated ass tournaments where, and nobody played correctly, right? It would be one dude on the power pad, like pounding away it just stupidly, like with somehow their, their heels and their fists on the same things. And yeah. then another person with a pin on a controller raking it as oh, fast wow. as they could. And like, you could never beat the pin, dude. The pin was just like fucking the flash on there. It was just, I mean, that dude named Leopard just quit. He literally quit the fucking game. Welcome to Berries and Blades, a show where we analyze and break down some of our favorite video games. This is our very first episode, and we're excited to finally launch this podcast. My name is Joseph Bullard, and I'm here with my friends, Willie Garza and Taylor Garrett. Together, the three of us are going to be your host, and I can promise you we're not professional gamers. We're just three regular guys sitting in our bedroom studios arguing about which color Doritos tortilla chip deserves the title of the one true OG Dorito. But I digress. So how's it going, Willie? Do you have any thoughts you want to share? Yeah, I'm just glad to be here. Excited to finally uh, record this thing that we've been talking about for a little while and just, you know, hang out, talk about video games for a little while. Uh, and maybe even debate the uh, debate the whole tortilla chip, the Doritos thing. But uh, I'm just excited to see where this goes. Taylor, what about you? What are you looking forward to? Uh, I am also always down to talk about video games, and um, I will try to sway your opinions on Doritos and try to get you out of that room completely and into the world of uh, delicious um, tortilla chips, you know, from your local bakery. Um, get away from that processed Dorito dust. That's how the government gets you, bro. Word. I can't wait to find out what kind of shenanigans we're going to get into. Until then, we want to help everybody out there get to know us a little as gamers. So we're starting the show with a three-part series where we're going to ask each other about their history with gaming. And part one is going to be focused on you, Taylor. So why don't we start with you talking about how long you've been friends with Willie? Ooh, um, I've known Willie for a long ass time. Uh, probably since, I think like midway through junior high or, or maybe the end of junior high, beginning of high school, kind of in that, in that era. Um... Started seeing Willie, you know, around school and shit and found we were in, interested in all kind of the same stuff. And uh, he was always like playing some cool music and um, uh, hanging out with some mutual buds of ours. And then we kind of uh, stuck together when we both moved to Austin and uh, he went to school and I kind of just loitered around the city, I guess, for a little bit while he and our other friends were going to school. Uh, but we really got into gaming, really threw down on like some original Halo, doing the XB Connect, like the old school tunneling across the internet with people and teabagging people in China or whatever was important back then. <laughs> and, uh, you nasty. Yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, so we've known each other for a long ass time and we've been playing games pretty much most of that. So you said high school, right? End of junior high, beginning of high school? Yeah. I think so, Willie, if I'm not uh, I'm not mistaken. Yeah. I mean, I think that's when we started to like know about each other. We went to a small school. So like everybody knew each other, but um 
we definitely had a lot of mutual friends going to the end of junior high into high school. I don't think there's like many times that we like hung out during high school or anything, but again, you knew everybody. Mm-hmm. Yes. But, oh, see, I weren't that close. No, I mean, no. not really. No, it was just a lot of mutual friends though. Cause like we each had like similar groups of friends. And Willie was always doing cool shit. Like I was saying, he's playing music, but he, there was also in like this group of my friends that were like into wrestling that I never knew about. I was hoping <laughs> like, this would go there. Yeah. Until one day, <laughs> like I go over to their house and they're like, Hey man, we got a wrestling ring set up. And, uh, I don't remember if Willie was there that time over at Brandon's, uh, over at the Sweetens. Um, they were, they were all into that stuff, but, uh, that was kind of the point where I was like, okay, these, this dude's into some cool shit. And then, uh, yeah, later on. I don't know why this is what I always think of, but um, one of our mutual friends was a, a guy named Ed. And uh, for some reason, what I do have a vivid memory of in high school is Taylor wearing Ed's like vinyl pants to school one day. It's a very shite, uh, very shiny, like bright. Shite? <laughs> very like shiny. It was. Uh, <laughs> it really was. Uh Shiny, like, ridiculous. black vinyl pants to school. And maybe... Oh, he wore, were silver. Mine were, were the, silver, okay. shiny, and Ed's were black, shiny, like, straight up. And he wore <laughs> he wore his... I can't really exactly remember, but he wore his with with a bodysuit, like a surfing bodysuit, right? Did you have one, too? No, no. I went For straight Halloween? up. Uh, shiny, silver. No, it <laughs> no. wasn't. We this was just a regular ass day. No regular ass day. Yeah, regular ass day. Like uh, I, I had a silver, like silky kind of shiny shirt and a silky shiny pants, and that was that was what we were doing that day. I think that was senior year, so we were getting goofy with it. Jesus, this isn't even the eighties. This is like what year? Oh man. Oh yeah. If you'd have caught me in the nineties, you'd have seen me wearing fucking hammer pants and like all kinds <laughs> of dumb shit, dude. Trust me. This was like 99, 2000. Okay, for yeah, sure. yeah, later. Yes, yes. That, this is on the ass end of that. Um, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, and you're I, just straight I, up ready for Y2K. I yeah. thought about it because. <laughs> I got rolled over. I, I thought about it because it was, Ed was one of those people who was one of the wrestlers. Like that's, yep. uh, his trampoline was also a place that uh, a lot of wrestling happened. <laughs> yeah, probably some fucking broken arms and some good times. Yeah, Ed was a character. At that time, there was both. Is that when there was a WCW and a WWF happening? Uh, that was WWF yeah. and WWE, maybe, or was that that was previous? That was prior to WWE. That's gotta be wait, that's gotta be before WWE. Yeah, it was okay. still when okay. it was WWF and it, WCW was on. Yeah, for sure. Okay, well, but admittedly, I don't watch a lot of wrestling, so yeah. So it was like. Yeah, there was that whole thing. We'll get into that later during my episode because that's 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 a whole thing. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, but we had a lot of mutual friends like that that would cross over, and that was kind of the extent of it. I would say it was like as as Taylor said when we got to Austin. Taylor came, as far as I know, later. I, like I, than than I did, and one day he came over to our apartment, and then it was like well, shit, now we're best friends. And now we're just hanging out all the time. Like yeah. it just became Taylor was over all the time and played a lot of Halo at that time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And other shit, like uh, I think some Metal Gear Solid uh, we might've gotten into or, or like 
whatever games were tough at the time, we were always down to like kind of tackle them together and, and uh, trade off or whatever if, if it just sucked as a single player. But yeah, we united through gaming. And then ever since, we've just been just kind of like no matter where one of us ends up, um, that's that's how we keep in touch. It's just like playing whatever whatever new hotness is out. It's jamming on it. So how long have you been playing video games, period? Um, so since 1985, I think is whenever we got um, got the Nintendo. That's really specific. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I had to look it up because I, I remembered getting the, uh, the Nintendo the year they came out and I got it on Christmas. And uh, so I had to go back and look because and, to me, it felt like it was more like 88, 89 but um, it said they hit the U.S. in '85, so that's as far as I can tell. I think that's that's where I would have begun the journey if that's if that came out with Mario and Duck Hunt on it. Then that's the one. So you said you got it at Christmas. Is that sort of your first video game memory, or did you play anything before that? No, that was that was my first video game ever. Like I had never even seen a video game before that. I think the Christmas before I got a big ass uh, He-Man castle with like a couple of He-Man figurines. You know, I was oh, still yeah. into that stuff. And then, uh, and then, yeah, I, I I don't think I even knew what the Nintendo was. Like my parents just straight up got it. I opened the box, was like what the fuck is this? <laughs> like what cartoon <laughs> character am I looking at here? Is this from, you know, I, uh, I don't know, but, um, uh, yeah, opened it up, plugged it in, got my, some Mario and like never turned back. So it just was an immediate addiction, but yeah, that was a, that was an amazing, it's probably one of my fondest Christmas memories is just like sitting there playing with my, with my sister and, you know, seeing like graphics for the first time and, and like playing that kind of like 2d adventure. And I sort of can't imagine what that would be like actually for the first, I, I have to think about that myself later, like not even knowing what a video game is and just being like, who is this cartoon character? Like just thinking it's some knockoff thing. Like you don't, yeah, you don't know how important that character is going to be in the future. You don't even know. Yeah. Anything about it, you're just like, this is did you uh where'd you get this thing? Like Yeah, exactly, man. Exactly. It was um it was mind blowing. And I think I think that was really my portal into everything. Like I'm into gaming and music and you know, 3D design and animation and stuff. And I feel like all of that is probably links back to a love for gaming and like trying to reproduce um something that's that cool in in some form or fashion yeah that makes a lot of sense thinking back to that first console what sort of games were you playing like what are the the classics or what you remember playing most did you get did you get a bunch at once or was it just like something you Um, just wore out it started with mario and duck hunt i remember that and that lasted a while because duck hunt i probably for like a year straight I could switch those back and forth, you know, cause the dog was so fucking entertaining to me. I remember as a kid, just the whole diddly 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 or whatever noise it made whenever you like missed and he popped out and he was like, woof, woof, woof. But eventually, so my mom worked at a, a flower shop that was right next door to a game rental store in Brazoria. <laughs> so 
basically I'd go stay with her at work. And as a reward, I would go over and get to like choose one game. And so I was kind of at the mercy of what they had. Um, so they had like, I remember they had some normal stuff, but they also got all kinds of weird shit. Like they were one of those rare stores that got anime. Like you could get Macross there and stuff. And back in the eighties, like that was crazy to even consider to a lot of people anyways. What was the name of this store? You're talking about a, a game, a store you went to to rent games from, right? Yeah, I think it was called Videos to Go. If I'm not, it, but I, but that could also be conflated because it, it's who knows. But um, I just remember um, I would get weird ass games, and I like those. Like I would play games that like nobody else would even know about. Uh, Karnov was a big one that I was into. Did y'all ever play that one? No. Karnov? What did you say? It's Karnov. I think it's with a K, K A R N O V. So it was about a circus man, like a circus strongman who it was a 2D uh, platformer where he would like blow fire out. And it, um, it was hard, man. It, to me, it was just as hard as like uh, Ghosts and Ghouls or anything else. Oh my God. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Maybe, maybe not quite that hard, but it was pretty fucking close. Like, mm -hmm. I never made it to the later levels. It was just one of those games that that was a fucking pipe dream. But that was a cool one. Um, I was, I was always playing just some weird abstract, uh, Kid Nicky. Did y'all ever hear, to the, hear that game? Like, that I was have. one of my gems. Oh, dude, I loved that game. And I, I think it was because like early on I would get anime from that from the rental store. And so that probably like led me in some weird ass directions as far as I don't know, you know, just like, hey, here's a here's a cool like Japanese like anime looking game where a dude floats on a cloud or whatever. Just interesting, different shit. And I'm, I'm glad that it happened that way mm -hmm. because now I feel like I'm less uh, confined to genre or art or anything specific like if it, if it plays good and it speaks to me i love it i like the box art for kid nikki it reminds me of oh, yeah. uh, a game that i'll talk about uh in a later episode called legend of the mystical ninja Ooh, i don't it reminds me of that at least the box familiar. art does hmm that sounds very familiar maybe after i see the see the game itself i might recall it I played a shit ton of Nintendo games um, and all through SNES and Sega, everything. So I may have played it. Did you have Super Scope 6 or? That was like a, was that like the first kind of, or an early on kind of first person shooter style game or I don't, I don't remember that one. No, I, that, I think that was, um, that was an evolution of the, you know, the light gun from the mm -hmm. Nintendo. Oh. That was the like Super Nintendo version with the was that the one that had a like a fucking bazooka yeah yeah, yeah, it's basically yeah. A bazooka. yeah, yeah. <laughs> i love that like at what point you know would they have kept going with that evolution and just made a <laughs> a light sword and like <laughs> what i should have asked is did you have a power glove i did i did have a fucking power glove yes and how often did I use it in a game in Nintendo? Maybe 20 minutes. How often did I use it in everyday life? Probably hundreds of hours. <laughs> I fucking loved that thing. And I would just wear it. I would, it was always like a key component in my uh, playing pretend. You know, if I was like playing, I'm a time traveler. Like clearly you could just press the buttons on that shit and go anywhere you wanted. Like. Oh yeah, hell yeah, dude! Power glove. That was that was good. I even had the power pad. 
um at one oh, point sure. was, yeah. that's, what was, that's what i was gonna ask about did you have oh, like the track man. and field game in the power Dude, pad jace oh, that's great. and clayton used to come over and we had some heated ass tournaments where and nobody played correctly, right? It would be one dude on the power pad, like pounding away just stupidly, like with somehow their their heels and their fists on the same things. And yeah. then another person with a pin on a controller raking it as oh, fast as wow. they could. And like, you could never beat the pin, dude. The pin was just like fucking the flash on there. It was just, I mean, that dude named Leopard just quit. He literally quit the fucking game. Wait. Did you say that somebody's name somebody's name was Leopard? Yeah. Oh yeah, that was one of the uh one of the characters on Track and Field. Sorry, I didn't mention oh, the wow. name of the field, but yeah, it's like Cheetah or, I or did maybe not remember that. I thought they had cat names or something. One was Cheetah and one was Oh, they're like Mac OS's from back in the day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I can't remember. I Coming to... up, El Capitan. Yeah. <laughs> Slow as because <laughs> he's a mountain. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's true. That's I great. forgot about the pin raking, man. That's great that you brought that up. <laughs> I forgot about those kinds of like strategies. Oh my god, dude! Yeah, because I'm trying to think when I would have first, first even thought about that. I didn't own track and field. I did play it at a friend's house. It was super fucking niche. Like you had, you had to have yeah. a friend that was like, <laughs> play me at some track and field. Otherwise, why? Why would you ever have it? Yeah. Is there any other game that that would be a good strategy for? Yeah, there's been a couple. There's been a couple, and it worked on Xbox controllers and stuff. But it, the thing is, as you get older and you start paying for your own controllers, you're like, I'm not going to do this because I'm going to wear it. Like, I'm literally hitting the A's and B buttons 2,000 times and barely, you know, you start thinking about shit uh, more from like an engineering and like a uh, risk management perspective, I guess, (laughs) than you Mm -hmm. did when you were a kid. So many NES controllers just getting beat up. Uh-huh. Nintendo don't mind. They will sell you another one. I am glad you brought that up because, yeah, I'm going to have to do some thinking off offline about what other... I definitely have used it in other games for sure on newer consoles, but I don't know when I would have been introduced to that technique, and I don't necessarily remember doing it for track and field. Oh, man. If you ever get a chance to, like, if you've never seen anybody do it in track track and field, that'd be a great video to pull up sometime because it's comical. Like, the dude just takes off out of the gates, never stops. Just, that's just fucking million-dollar man on these fools. It was legit. Nice. That was a nice uh, wrestling Unintentional wrestling reference. You just oh yeah, that. my bad. Yeah, <laughs> BBS, Mister. I don't know anything yeah. about wrestling. He's so fast. Yeah, <laughs> he's so fast as he walks around in the ring and woos. Oh, that's Ric Flair. So yeah, that's, so I'm back to not knowing. When we were talking about the power glove, you were talking about wearing it for most of life. Yeah. What about cosplay? Did you ever dress up as a video game character for any Halloween? Surprisingly, no. Like, I probably wanted to for decades, but the closest I got was um, in Austin. We we had a kind of um, span of three to five years where we went to a bunch of cool uh, costume parties and um, we're like, oh, shit, this is this can be really fun and cool. And um, I for a couple of years, I think I was going as like a ninja. And then one year I went is death. And I guess technically, you know, death has been in some some video games here and there. So um, but no, not not intentionally. Like I always wanted to 
I always thought it was cool as shit to like go into a place dressed up as like a Spartan, you know, a Halo Spartan. So I, I fucked around with trying to put a helmet together at some point um, using Pepakura paper and hot glue in it. And I got about halfway through it to the point that I had like the outline of a nice Halo helmet and it was all paper and glue. And that was as far as I went with it. So that lasted about a year. You know, I'd wear it periodically around the house. Nice. Yeah, but I never went the full. I I still want to one day, but at this point, I I feel like it would be cooler almost to come up with a really cool character to go cosplay as, like if you were mm-hmm. going to a con or something like that. For me, anyways. You talking about that hel- helmet reminded me. I think that we we moved with that helmet a couple of times. Yeah. yeah, it stayed with us a bit. Yeah, it was not something that I was, you know. It oh, so it like really hung around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, you know, some people like you got to wear it during intimate times or whatever. It's a uh, 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 go on though. <laughs> what were we talking about? Let's. Uh, <laughs> it's funny because I have a Just I have kidding. a timeline in my head of all that because that was when you were living over off of uh, like one eighty three. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Balcones yeah, Woods or whatever somewhere. I think that might yep. have been that place. And then we moved up a little further up one eighty three, and we moved it there, and then we moved it whenever we moved to Leander. So it stayed with us for like. Four years, four or five years, it was hanging that around the house. Right. And it, it made it here, too. It made it through Eric's. Uh, well, actually, maybe it never made it past Eric's. So, yeah, yeah, it's it made it a good stint, though. And that's saying a lot for paper that was shaped into <laughs> something and then mm-hmm. hot glued together. Yeah. You must have done a decent job of crafting it if it was, like, surviving all these moves. It was dope, man. Like, I, I wanted it to be a badass helmet. It's just I'm also lazy. Like, there's this uh, cross-section where <laughs> the line moves I'm not sometimes. making this again. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'm not making this again, but I'm also not continuing making this. So I'm curious because I don't know, or at least I don't remember. Did you move to Austin at the same time? As Willie? Yeah. No. The two of you. Um he moved up to go to school and I think they were they were going to school for maybe a couple years yeah. and I was kicking it around back here waiting tables and doing drugs and all that shit. And uh finally I was like, ah, I'm not going to go anywhere hanging out here." So ended up getting closer to them. I don't I think it was Slightly inadvertently, but Willie's roommates, I was already friends with uh, one or two of them. Um, so it it just naturally occurred that we, we kind of merged lives. I couldn't quite figure out. I was thinking to myself, like, when did I meet Taylor? Mm-hmm. I don't remember the first time we met. Willie, if you had to guess, what year would you say that I could have met Taylor in? Hmm. I'm guessing I'm guessing it would have to be like after 2013. Yeah, for sure. It uh, would have been like 2015, 2016. I think that Taylor came up to skee-ball like one night or something. Right. Mm. And that would be the skee-ball. first possible instance. And then, Yeah, I think you're right. And then honestly, it wasn't until like that would have been the first like just meeting. Mm-hmm. And then, well, no, it would have been. Taylor played D and D with us for my birthday, and that was 2015, I think, when that we started might have been that the game. First time, unless I met you in passing or it, something. It would have been in passing, I think, before that, just briefly. But then the first time we actually all hang out, hung out, mm-hmm. would have been for D and D on my birthday, and like, and I think that started mm-hmm. in like 2015. 
that's the earliest memory I could actually pin down was being in that, uh, yeah. in that apartment and playing D and D. I think you're Getting right though. That, yeah. It was maybe, at one of the skee-ball nights, I think would have been the first time. I think you're right. Yeah, but it's always, you know how it is when you meet somebody at like a loud event that's stuff's happening. Uh, but I, you may be right because I, I feel like I met you and Meg that night at, uh, mm-hmm. at that event. Okay. And that probably yeah. would have happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's been a while, man. It's been a while. It's crazy to think that it's 2022 now and that, um, you know, our supreme overlord is uh, Zarg from the Zintork planet. <laughs> and, uh, so we're going to take a break, uh, for our sponsor, uh, Zarg and family. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. We'll, uh, we'll pick up sponsors as we go, you know, what do you want to, you want to know about the one wheel? You want to ask about a one wheel and see <laughs> uh, what that's about that. Been? Did you ever answer that text? Um, so I figured I'd talk about it here. Like I figured it would be more oh. interesting so we don't, <laughs> yeah. Um, so I bought this thing about a week ago. I got the one wheel GT, which is like their the most badass model that you can get, which I have to because I'm big, you know, I'm uh 220 ish pounds and you don't want to be on the pint, <laughs> you know, the one that like you're right on the top of the threshold and I'm riding it around on a grass farm. So it's, um, it's not something that I can skimp with really, but uh, so I've been loving it. Uh, I ride the shit out of that thing. I've been making laps around the front yard and the backyard of the house because um, we live on a big grass farm, like I mentioned. And so when you bail, it's not the most pain ever and you don't get road rash and stuff. You can pretty much pull a good bail and not hurt yourself at all um, repeatedly. You know, what the fuck are we even talking about right now? <laughs> right, right. First and- of all, what is a grass farm? A grass farm, dude, is uh, basically where if you live out in the country and you have some space, you can... um, Call it a grass farm. Well, you can. Yeah. But um, technically, you plant a grass like a St. Augustine that's like a real healthy, hardy grass. Mm. And the only way you can grow St. Augustine, it doesn't grow by seed, is by having a piece of St. Augustine and having it in your yard. So... um, So anyways, it's like thick and lush. Basically, there's a good two to three inch layer of thick, nice grass that if you land on, it may scrape you a teeny bit, but otherwise it's fucking a pillow. So great for riding something like this, 20 miles per hour, which I haven't gone over 13. And at 13, I hit a hole in the fucking yard and totally ate shit. Yeah. <laughs> like, and it's funny because when you do in the front yard and you live on a highway, people are driving by and if you eat shit, boy, the cars slow down and they sure do wait to see if you're alive or not, which is cool. <laughs> I enjoy that. But I found out yesterday when I went down a Reddit rabbit hole about one wheels, just trying to look at cool shit. I uh, saw that there's a thing called ghosting where evidently some of the front. So when you get on one, the thing that like is the safety unlocking mechanism is when you lay your front foot across the front of the board it sets off two sensors, one for the back, one for the front, like your heel and your toes. And for it to go, both have to be done. But evidently when this ghosting happens, both stay, even though you took your foot off. And so you get this like 35 mile an hour ballistic missile that weighs almost 40 pounds. That's go <laughs> just hauling ass perfectly stabilized. And, um, so, yeah, now I've got this horrifying fear. I'm glad I found it, though, because I was acting silly with that shit. I was just, like, doing circles around Rebecca the other day and, like, 
riding right by the dog and all kinds of shit. But, um, yeah. So evidently like if anything happens to me, just know that, uh, one wheel is responsible. <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't know about legally, but morally for sure. I didn't realize they could go that fast. Yeah, dude. That neither did I until I started looking at the page when I was going to buy one and I was like, yeah, well, I'm for sure going to buy it now. Uh, but evidently people <laughs> have said they've gotten up to like 23 to 25 miles an hour. But if you overdo it, it has safety mechanisms in place where it'll like try to slow you down or it might just stop altogether and fucking mm-hmm. send you hurling. So how do you accelerate and, and brake? Leaning, you uh, um, so leaning, so like, like leaning forward and back. Yeah, if you imagine you're standing ter- totally straight on top of it, just perfectly straight up, you barely shift your shoulder one way or the other and you go. And the harder you shift your shoulder, the harder you go. And it's, mm-hmm. dude, honestly, it's the most fucking magical feeling I've ever felt in my life. Like, it is the I've never imagined that I would feel like I was on a, a magic carpet. It's like a mm-hmm. magic carpet or like um, Biff's fucking skateboard from uh, <laughs> I'm not a, I'm not even bullshit because it's so too. like big and like rugged looking too that when you're riding it, you're like, this is fucking how Biff would feel if he was riding his skateboard. And was it 2010? <laughs> was that when that was or 2000? The year that, that was 2018. Was? Oh, 2018. OK, OK. Right? Not, not bad. That sounds right. It doesn't float, but. It feels good. It feels like it, dude. It feels like it. And it, every car that goes by and sees you, they slow down. They're like, is this person surfing in his front yard? I think he is. I'm just going to watch this until he crashes. They're driving by like, yo, that grass is lush. Lush. Yeah. I'm probably like, I'm probably the best promotional tool ever for both grass and one wheels as I'm just flying through there. I, uh, I've been quiet and distracted because I'm over here looking at ghosted ghosting one wheel videos <laughs> oh, <don't laughs> on YouTube. Don't do it, man. If you're seeing, there's one man where it goes across a parking lot and slams into an SUV. Ooh, oh man, they got to be pretty weighty, right? Did you say th- it was that's why I said pounds? almost forty pounds? I think it's Damn. like somewhere between thirty-five and thirty-eight pounds. It's so. If you imagine like the physics of that, if it's going because without with a rider, it does 20 to 23 or whatever without, I'm guessing it can go 25, 30, something. It would be enough to for sure disable someone from ever walking again, probably, or like taking their foot off or like for sure killing a kid or a pet or whatever. And so that was why, I mean, with a six month old, you know, somebody who's about to Mm -hmm. be crawling and a dog like. It, um, yeah, we're just going to use it differently now. I think like, I'm, I'm not going to be so blase and like, uh, going wherever willy nilly about it. Like I'm not going to be aiming it at my family and shit, just like out in the field or out in the road or whatever. Cause mm-hmm. that would be a nightmare. Just going through people's Reddit posts, uh, where they were like re you know, reliving that just like, Oh Yeah. I had to watch mine go down a street that was crowded until it ran into a pole and stopped and somebody kicked it over. Like, oh, it's my nightmare. I don't want to hurt people or things, you know, especially that's like the worst thing in the world is like, I found this thing that I love and it's fun and you love to do it. It's great exercise and it's, but it can also perhaps hurt a bunch of people (laughs) if it were to do the thing. So 
uh, one of the things I'm watching is like I guess it's a compilation. Uh, oh, and damn! I'm not I'm not watching with sound on, but I'm pretty sure in this video, like after it got away from them and it hit uh, a bike rack, it like moved the bars on the bike rack, like split them open, so they're like just like bent away from each other. So because it's where the like one wheel jammed itself in the the bike rack. And bike racks are hardcore. Like those things are not designed to be flimsy. So yeah, that's it hitting the SUV. It like shook the SUV. You could see it moving like a big dude just pushed it. That was the moment where I I got real, real shaky a little bit. <laughs> but they did say that uh, if if you do experience it, you can order. You can just call them and they'll send you a new replacement foot plate. And you can it's plug and play. You can just like unscrew it, pop in the new one. But uh, like, I don't mean to poo poo on them because it is a freaking amazing device. It, it it's one of those things where you're, when you're riding it, and I, I don't think I've experienced this ever except for the short time that I owned the Tesla, um, where you're just like, I feel like I am I am operating magic right now, and that is such a weird. It, like, I think that that um, that gets into the world of gaming really like that's that's where it kind of edges into that world for me is like i feel like a game character right now kind of flying through the air with like the ease of going any way i want any time i want you know just leaning forward or back to to have the world at your at your disposal it's it's super fucking interesting man I recommend it to anybody who can who can you know afford one or or wants one or whatever. I don't know about how it is commuting day to day, but riding it out in a field is fun as hell. There's also just I'd I'd have to do more research because I'm just again Google search. But uh, I see from like early April there was like a an apology video for the ghosting issue. Like a, oh, and a, of course you never see that on Reddit. <laughs> it's buried and, uh, by posts, and, and it's like them talking about explaining the reasoning for the one wheel GT ghosting. Oh uh, but shit. <laughs> Maybe if I'd have searched, <laughs> I'll send you that. I'll send you that later. But yeah, I also, please do. I also <laughs> need to look at it. Cause I, I don't know. Like I, I didn't actually, I'm not reading this. Well, right I didn't, now. In all fairness, I didn't even see that. So definitely. Yeah. When you get a chance, send that over. Cause I, anything that can maybe uh, put my mind at ease a little bit. Cause it, in my head, I start seeing those videos. And I'm like, I, I just have a nuke here that I'm just mm-hmm. like, got the button in my pocket, like that uh, tile in my wallet, you know, just ready to Foot accidentally rocket. sit on it. Yeah, <laughs> rocket. But uh, just to cleanse your palate sometime, feel free to look up the videos if you haven't seen them of where people have mounted like rocking horses and stuff on one wheels and they ride them oh. around town. <laughs> that, that looks amazing. Nice. Yeah, you were talking about safety. As a kid, did your parents have any gaming restrictions in place or any ground rules for, you know, what you could play and what you couldn't play? No, I grew up in an interesting house where while my parents were together, I think that they both worked their asses off. And so I was pretty much on my own um, from a very young age as far as you know, my mom taught me how to cook some fucking mac and cheese or microwave uh, some dinosaurs and meatballs or whatever um, just to survive. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, that was a big part of my days was just playing video games, just sitting there in the living room and playing through all kinds of fucking games. Um, they 
they weren't interested in them. They couldn't care less about video games. Like that was also the interesting thing is they got me the Nintendo, but they they also had no idea what they were getting or what it was or anything. I think they were just trying mm-hmm. to be. That was Get one the, of those things kind of where cool. Yeah, it, it's one of those things where I think a lot of people could hear that and think that it was super fucking entitled, which. Um, in a lot of ways, I was super fucking lucky. You know, a lot of kids didn't get anything until they like worked for it or got it until it, you know, was way cheaper on sale. But also there's things that come with that, that people don't think about a lot of times is like, sometimes your parents are buying you that shit as a babysitter and and stuff, you know, like maybe you're not getting as good a parenting as you might get as if your parents didn't get you that and were like super attentive yet, you know, um, I don't know. I was just throwing it. It's a thought, but I just don't want people to think that like we were fucking rich because we did struggle a lot too. But um, got that grass farm money, homie. Yeah, seriously. Well, it helps, dude. I mean, right now for our for our acreage, it's something like you know you get a little under ten k a year, which pays off all your taxes and a decent a decent mm-hmm. bit for very little work. You know, just water the stuff. So I had no idea yeah. that you even lived on a farm. Yo, yeah, dude. Yeah, I've lived on, actually, I've lived on this farm most of my life, and I also lived on a quarter horse ranch for a good bit of my life, for probably like, you know, five years. Um, so, I, yeah, I've lived a lot of kind of like rough and tumble lives that seems like I could have given games up at any point, you know, even on the ranch, mm-hmm. on the quarter horse ranch, like I, we were always cleaning stalls or breaking horses or moving cows or, you know, doing anything but still like that was my my evening and my nighttime was just chilling in my room under the covers just playing some video game so you you mentioned your your parents probably didn't know what the nas was or kind of understand gaming so i'm guessing they also didn't game right nope nope didn't game and they weren't huge fans of me gaming but they also they knew that it was something i loved and they didn't want to fight fight me over it you know i guess it was probably one of those things where they were just um happier that it kept me content and and was a thing that i could do that was not destructive and not potentially gonna hurt myself or others with the the countless things that i would get into has that uh changed over the years do your parents do any sort of gaming now whether that's on their own like mobile phone stuff or no watching you play anything now get them into any like forza motorsport stuff or anything like that no man let me let me tell you how how not into gaming my parents are and how not into it they will ever be because of me probably (laughs) because (laughs) the closest i've gotten them to gaming so a couple times i got my dad to play a little forza Um, i've never gotten the wheel i would love to just to like get him in front of a big screen with the wheel and stuff it's just uh, it's so pricey like someday if I'm doing, you know, real good financially, I may pick one up um, just to give him that experience. Um, but does he so like racing? He or does. Just, oh, okay. my dad. Yeah, my dad is a NASCAR nut. He's um, he built his first Mustang fastback when he was or rebuilt it when he was, I think, 16 or 17. I want to say he brought he bought a, a used but f- almost new uh, 64 fastback. And I think he said within a couple days, he had it completely dismantled in the front yard or in the front driveway. And his dad was pissed because they lived in Sugarland, which was, you know, kind of like the suburbs. Mm-hmm. And so back then, you know, in the fifties, 
or sixties, I guess you don't, you don't really want to have like some unsightly beast of a car, but he always loved that shit, you know? So he likes the drag races and, and he, when he restores, he does resto mods. He does original mod or original restores. Um, he's done stuff that's normal horsepower. He's done thousand horsepower plus he's done all kinds of shit. He's into cars. That is his life. So Forza definitely at least speaks to him in the sense that he can be like, that's a beautiful ass game. Those cars look amazing. And, um, but I'd say I got into, I got into crypto following, um, cryptocurrencies and stuff, maybe a year, year and a half ago. And in all that, I kind of got into the realm of play to earn gaming because of the Venn diagram that is those two things. And, um, that has taken me through a whole journey. I've lost a lot of money. I haven't earned a lot of money. So I'm sure along the way, um, I'll have like, y'all can ask questions about play to earn because I'll always kind of have at least a finger to it, um, to like, if there's new stuff coming out, um, because I, I do some of the bullshit click to earn stuff, but I also do, um, I follow a lot of the developers that are really working hard and are like triple A developers or really good indie developers that have decided to give it a go. I'm following those. So we can talk about those anytime. Like I obviously don't feel like there's a pox or, or like a stigma around that with gamers right now. So it's not something that we want to focus on uh, per se, unless it's like a good story or a positive story. But um, so anyways, I got into a game called Townstar and I convinced my dad to uh, buy an NFT for that game so that we could earn Townstar. And um, I want to say that we went in together and spent about 1500 bucks on it. And then the ass dropped out of the market recently. And that thing is worth maybe 300 bucks now. And um, the coin we're earning, at first it seemed okay because we were earning about 50 cents of it a day. And now we're earning about 7 cents of it a day. <laughs> so it's a very long game. But yeah, so needless to say, he's probably not going to get into gaming anytime soon now. Mm -hmm. Especially after after that little return. So... Someday, hopefully, when the market goes back up, I'll be able to give him, you know, his his money back and some. But I'm surprised. I'm a little we'll bit see. surprised that you were able to convince him to buy an NFT. Uh, you'd be surprised, period. man. You'd be surprised. I could sell, um, you know, ketchup to a white gloved lady for sure. Like I, <laughs> if I. Oh, that explains it. Yeah, if I want something, now I understand. I could, I could yeah. But the math all made sense at the time. Um, it's just you don't expect a whatever 60, 70% drop in market anytime. Um, even mm -hmm. though you know it's coming, people say it's coming, uh, all the figures say it's coming. You just, it's one of those things where, as humans, I think you can ignore the obvious um, until it happens and then be like, why'd I ignore the obvious? But yeah. Yeah, I can see uh, how that might uh, sour him on. On yeah. some games, but I bet I, I, I bet you're right though. If you get a uh, a nice setup and a a wheel in front yeah. of uh, whatever the next Forza is, he would yeah, sit down which and try. The next one looks amazing. So yeah, yeah, that would that might be the one to do it. You never know. That's mm -hmm. a probably be a good payback just to get him in front of that. Let him do some squirrely driving. It's funny because you always have that you always have that dream and then you finally get the thing and you put your parent in front of it or whoever 
and they just go off the road three times and then they're like, okay, well that's great. (laughs) (laughs) It's usually how it goes. So we'll see. I'll, I'll report back on that. What about you? What genres, what style game do you like to play most? I think I still have a very like action RPG is my jam. I, if I'm classifying it correctly, um, which is like the Skyrim, um, Mm-hmm. Prey, you know, anything that falls under that um, kind of category. That's I, I like systems. I like systems on systems. And for me, sometimes if you dilute down to one or fewer systems, I kind of fall off of things. Where if, if you have like, say, a good action RPG like a Skyrim um, or, or I like to use a Prey better. I think that's one of my favorites of all time. So I, I do kind of uh, recall back to that game. But in that game, you have like a sick first person shooter just right off the bat, like beautiful motion, uh, the movement, the clambering, everything about it is awesome. But then on top of that, you got this giant skill tree that has all your powers. It's got all your like different movements, double jumps, faster movement, faster, like everything you can imagine across the board. That is where I really am like, okay, now you see the enemies are super scary and they're badass and they can jump out from anywhere. Uh, An enemy can be an alarm clock, you know, that has just placed himself in the room before you and jumps out and grabs your face (laughs) because you're walking through. There's so many good systems in a game like that. I guess Bethesda is kind of notorious for doing that stuff, but those are the ones that really get me. Like I'll play a lot of different shit. I liked um, surviving Mars was a, a nice departure for me because it'd been a long time since I did a, a real time strategy. Um, I don't know. Have y'all ever seen surviving Mars? Have you ever looked at that? I've game? wondered about that game. It's so good. I've watched some people it's play so it for good. sure. Like just oh, streaming. Cool. Well, it'll be one of the games I bring up in the future that we talk about. Cause it's one of my all time favorites. Um, but it's, you just like leave earth because you know, earth is unsustainable and you are the first people landing on Mars or some of the first people and you're starting a colony and you have to like go through all of that stuff. And like, there's so many good things about it. Again, it's the systems, it's the building that's good. It's the details of all of it. Like even the loading screens that happened would be they'd be short but there would be an amazing quote from anybody it wasn't just like old quotes from you know old astronomers or whatever it was like elon musk quotes and like relevant (laughs) stuff or like businessmen quotes or whatever in there that because you're doing it all you know you're running an economy and and everything and i think i don't i don't get confined to much like my favorite is definitely going to be the action rpg but at the same time, I'll play anything um, as long as it like all the systems work fluidly together and I don't feel like I'm wasting my time. Mm-hmm. Nice. Sort of related to that um, about the sort of types of games. I'm not going to ask you to name a favorite console, but sort of what has been the the evolution? You don't have to go through everything, but like what did you do after the NES and what's like the most sort of recent console purchase or like what systems you playing on right now? Man, that's a good question. So, um, so I started with the NES, then I went to the SNES, then I got a Sega, 
whenever those came out. Um, and at that point, I was renting from Stewart's from our local food store around here. Um, they got a video department and they were the renting out store? all the, yeah, yeah, they, yeah. yeah bro, <laughs> had a big old section in there and both of them and two different ones. And they were renting out uh laser discs and the suitcase that played them or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> and, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, they got to get like a, you know, one of those, uh, uh, Obama phones or whatever, where you got to wind it up to play the shit. You said Sega. You're talking about Genesis, right? Yeah, yeah, Genesis. Sorry, yeah. So I I missed out on. I don't know what happened. Like I think this was while I was living on the ranch, so there wasn't a lot of time to really like lust over a system. So I missed out on the Sega CD. I I didn't even know about it. No concern about it. Um, the Saturn kind of crossed my radar, but I again. I think I was seeing the games on those at the time and just it wasn't getting at me like they were showing these clips of like football and stuff like that, like specifically on the Saturn. And it just didn't speak to me. Something about the polygonal shapes and everything. It, it, it didn't blow me away, I guess, like it was blowing other people away at the time. So I'm, I skipped out at that point. I got into a little PC with like Mist and uh, Warcraft. I got into Warcraft uh, 2 and 3. And maybe no one also. So it was one and two. Oh man, those games uh, were my jams at the time. And then I think my next big console was that PlayStation. Got the PlayStation one, fell back in love with it. Started playing just the classics, the Final Fantasy seven, you know, I think that one I had the flu for like, you know, three days to a week and was just in a bind and I sat there and played all of Final Fantasy 7. I was just in love with that shit. Like it was it was one of those where I'm talking about like Square Enix does too pretty well with systems working well together and their system is story, you know, and, and the the grandiose scale of like the weapons, the big weapons that you had to hunt through the world and and then so I got the PS2 again, got the, then I got into the Xboxes, got into all those. I usually try to keep up with, uh, with both consoles, um, or all three, but, um, during the, just the kind of the pandemic and the shortages and everything, I sold the switch at some point because we weren't using it at all. That is just my least, um, interested realm of gaming. I think is, is over there. Like I, I like Nintendo. I've definitely loved games on there, but for me, I've got to be able to justify having that console sitting on the shelf. But I haven't been able to snag a PS5 yet. Um, I'm still still looking out, and whenever I get a contact and I actually have the money to get one at that time, I'll probably pick one up. But right now, I'm just typically playing mostly games that are... Like cross platform because I got I got buddies on PC. Willie, you play on PC. Um, I got buddies on PS4, PS5. So lately, I've just been kind of playing anything on the Game Pass, on the Xbox Game Pass. Like I, I feel like the value there has just been ridiculous for me because I I used to buy game after game and bounce off of it. And you know, it may be $10 could be 60, might be 70, 80, whatever. If I got DLC and then I'm not playing it a week or two later. And so the game pass has really freaking opened up a door for me to try out anything 
And then if it sucks, just let it go and not Mm -hmm. feel bad about it at all. Not feel like I just got raked over the coals, you know, for getting got on a trailer. Mm -hmm. So that's a, that's a big one. I noticed you definitely, definitely play more game pass games than I do. Like, it seems like you, you bounce around them a lot. Oh, I'll try them all out, man. If I basically, I will go to the page. I'll look at their trailer. I'll look at what the description says. And then based on that, I'll play it or not. And it, it never comes into factor that price. I never have to like also put into the equation, but it's $24.99 and I don't know. Or it's $8.99 and I don't know. You know, like with a kid and house payments and constant bills and, you know, there's like, inflation it's no end to things that can make your brain say maybe i shouldn't spend this 10 bucks (laughs) on this but yeah that's um that's typically where you'll find me but if it's a good if it's a banger of a game um i'll i'll pay as much as i need to for something i'll also get a free game just as quickly vigor we checked that one out which was a surprising game for free like it still has its its hitches and stuff but um i don't know man I, I like graphics. Anything with good graphics, too. I'll check I it like out. I like graphics. I like graphics. Well, shit. I mean, that's literally every game. Yeah, kind of. There are, or are some. Are you talking about a certain, a certain standard? Yeah, standard, I guess. Um, like good stuff. Everybody's, yeah, it's just like color. Everybody sees a different you know, shade of, of a color or something, I guess. Like, um, I, there's a certain smoothness and crispness and solidity that I look to for, for things like graphics mm-hmm. that, um, graphics, graphics, I don't know. It just draws me in. Like if, if I see some amazing, huge scale stuff, like, you know, Elden Ring is probably a, a bad example, but if I see a from <laughs> software game, I'm buying that shit because yeah, they yeah. are speaking directly to me. They're like, Oh, all these aesthetics, all these styles. All these monsters, the giganticness of this of the beasts and stuff. Yeah. Yo, next next game in the Elden Ring series. How much would you be willing to pay for the next Elden Ring game? Uh, well, okay, so already I'd pay sixty. Um, yeah. I'd say would you the pay next Elden bucks? Ring. If they came, if it, it was coming out, and they're like, hey, it's going to be a hundred bucks. And you're talking about with all the like the whole shebang DLC. I probably would do it in this time. Like, no, after no. what about just ba- the base game? The base game came out day oh, one no. release. No, and dude, it's no, bucks. no. Like, I'm having so much trouble right now with the the prospect of getting a PS5 and the fact that they have gone so hardline on the seventy dollar. Mm. Like, not everybody's doing it from my understanding. I also am not currently in that ecosystem, so I, I'm not positive. But um, it's just so annoying to me that one side can be like, we're so premium that we're just going to jack up the price like this. And we're going to do it with a smile on our faces. Like, not like begrudgingly change the whole system or anything. It's. I don't know, man. I don't know. Like if everybody moved up to 70, I guess I'd have to, you know, or make a stand and just just pay with my wallet and just do things like the pass or buy things when they're mm-hmm. on sale, which is kind of what I do now. Um, if I, there's any inkling of a doubt in my mind, I'm waiting for a sale. I'll just wait. I'll wait you out. In three months, there will be a summer sale or a winter sale or a Phil Spencer got his shoe caught in the escalator for a second sale, whatever it might be. Um, I'll get that shit. 
you know, cheaper. It helps me having a list, having a bunch of games that I own that I haven't played yet. Hmm. So it's never oh, okay. like I that have to do list. Yeah. It's like, I never have to, I have to buy something immediately. Yeah. But I also, I might not. I think that hits on a good point. Actually. That's a, a I also, I, I totally agree with that, Joey. Like I have a whole list of things that I haven't played yet, but what mm-hmm. I'm, what you immediately made me think of is there are certain things that I won't talk about yet um, that if I know it's coming out, I'm going to want to get it like day one. Right. Are there, are there series that you series or types of games that you hold like dear that like, if you know it's coming out, you know that you're either going to save up some money or that you're going to like be there day one that you want it. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, I held in ring for sure. Like, any from software game, I will definitely pick up from day one. Um, any Bethesda game, anything they're publishing from any of their people, Obsidian or, or anybody from that realm, I'm definitely picking up day one. I don't think there's any uh, anything else. Uh, you know, I don't know. I, I think I'm susceptible to any new technology. Um, Cyberpunk came out. I wanted that one day one. I knew... I knew a lot of the shortcomings and stuff that people were encountering and a lot of the complaints that people had been talking about. I think, uh, I know there was embargoes, but I think, I think that I just get attracted to the tech of it. And, and so if the tech looks good enough, then I will, I will make that happen. I am, I'm the opposite of you guys. You said that you have a list, which to me is mind boggling. My list <laughs> is my inventory. My list is my library. <laughs> you know, I, uh, I pick up the games that I want to play. And I think that's just because I'm impulsive. I, in my, the back of my brain, I always contributed to getting scratched by a cat a long time ago. We've always had cats and, uh, there's that neurotoxin or whatever that gets in your brain. And they say that, most people beheaded on motorcycles or have it in them. <laughs> I don't know if y'all have ever heard of that, but oh, definitely look it up. It's a fun rabbit hole to go down. It's basically, um, uh, it's a, it's a whole, it'd, it'd be too much to explain here, but it's an interesting uh, evolution of nature in general. Mm-hmm. My list that I was talking about earlier is not even a list of games I want to play. There are games that I own that I haven't played. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. So it's like, I'll, I'll start backlog. playing one of those. Yeah, exactly. I think that's the common term for it is the backlog is what everybody, yeah. unless people aren't calling it that anymore. I but, guess, is this true for you, Joey, that like most of those are things that you probably did get like on a game pass or like a, a sale or a, some of it them. was free to, to download because it was like mm-hmm. the game of the day or the game of the week or something somewhere. Yeah, like like uh, Horizon Zero Dawn is one of those that was on like the PlayStation Plus, like free game of the month, maybe like a year ago. So Ooh, I downloaded that. I downloaded that because oh. I I know it's a great game and I want to play it. It's just behind other games that I already own that I haven't played. But I'm really bad about playing a single game at a time. Horizon and not bouncing back and forth between games. So like when I was playing Elden Ring for 300 fucking hours that was all i played and now i'm playing the witcher 3 and i haven't played anything since i started the witcher 3 but i'm pretty bad about just wanting to play through a game completely before i start and move on to another game 
It's crazy that you do that. I am the exact opposite. I will play eight games at once. Yeah. Literally, um, whenever, so, uh, man, this is, I don't know why I'm saying all this, but, um, so it's so bad that I think a week ago I was, I was in a game on my phone because they had a competition to win an NFT. And the only reason I was trying to get that is because you can stake the NFT and earn their coin. Um, which to me, that's, that's the winner right there. If you can get yourself a thing that you can stake to earn a thing, then, then you're good. But I was doing that game on my phone and playing a game with the other hand on the Xbox with my other hand. And I realized that I have a fucking problem. <laughs> like I've got a this guy, fucking Superman problem. over here. So, yeah, but probably doing both of them badly or at least mm-hmm. mediocre. It's just funny to me that you, you really do focus. Um, if you're in a game, you're playing that game. And uh, that's, that's wild to me. I guess it, it, I could play something else if it were like playing a, a shooter casually or something. Yeah, everybody know? pops up and it's like, hey, let's do this. Mm-hmm. Let's pop on this. Yeah. Oh, I lied. I actually, I played that, the TMNT. I played that. That might be the only thing I've played since I started The Witcher, but I played that for like one night. Hey, that one's worth uh, taking a break off for. So good. I'm still kind of upset that I went, I got to chapter 15 out of those 16 and died. Oh, and I was oh. like, really? Oh my God. I spent the last couple of hours playing through this, at least on the arcade mode. I haven't played the story mode. So did you run out of continues? Like at some point you just don't have any more continues and you have yeah. to, oh my God. Yeah. So I was like, what? I didn't realize well, that. At no, first, I didn't either. Yeah. At first I thought you couldn't continue at all. And then I think after you jumped in and you were playing with me, we were kind of like, I don't know if it was kind of then sharing the continues or not, oh, but shit, I probably wasted one of your continues or more, but I died. <laughs> April then, O'Neil trying to report the news yeah. <laughs> instead of fight people. So they're like, what do you think about that punch in Leonardo's face? And then I had to use a continue. So I was like, oh, I guess there are continues in this game. And then after you ducked out, I think I, I think you might've left in chapter 13. And then I played through 14 and then I got to 15. And then when I died in 15, I couldn't continue. And it was just like game over. I was like, no. Cause I went from What's not thinking the game over screen. Does it just bring up the words game over? Or yeah. Like I think Shredder so. flipping you off. Oh, okay. There might, I don't know if there was any character animations in there, but yeah, I think it was just a simple kind of game over flashed up. Damn. That's brutal. But yeah, I went from thinking there was no continues to realizing there were continues and then being disappointed that you run out of continues. It's a range of emotions happening right, right. there. It's uh, uh, oh. a fun game though. Oh, it's so good. They such a, like a, a love note. I don't know if that's what you say, but a, mm-hmm. like, it's just perfect. It's a chef yeah. kiss of like all the Ninja turtle games. I didn't play through everything, but I heard there were bonus levels and stuff. Do they ever mm. break into like um, the original TNMT game? Like the one where you drove, you know, you drove the van around and you went in mm-hmm. the sewers and it had the awful swimming levels. Like I was thinking as I was oh playing through it, I was like, gosh. why? what if they added that as a bonus? And to get an achievement, you just had to play through all of the swim levels strung together. Mm-hmm. No deaths. Yeah, everybody wants a refund immediately. Yeah, I've watched Arcus stream a lot of hours of speedrunning that game. Oh my god. 
But uh, I have a feeling we're going to talk about this new Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles game in, in a future oh, yeah. episode. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah for sure. sure. I still have to play it. I haven't played it yet because I tried to start it up on my PC and my PC was being dumb. I don't know what's going on. Uh, and I just haven't tried Go it again. Figure. I either need to switch over to console or I just need to figure out what's going on, why it wouldn't start up. I think it's just the Xbox app on my PC because sometimes it's garbage. Well, shit, man. If you jump on the Xbox, we can all play on the Xbox. Or is it cross-platform? It's cross-platform, so... Oh, okay. Also, I probably wouldn't play on my PC right now just because there's no AC and uh, it's hot in here. Computers overheating just because of that. Did you end up getting a, a newer gen Xbox or are you still on the one? I'm still on the one. Hmm. The, okay. I guess the Xbox One X, but not the Series X, you know. Yes. Okay. Yeah. That's just so yeah, confusing. Yeah. After the, I thought it was easy during the launch, but now that some time has gone by, it has all muddied together. It's I mean, just bad. Was, yeah. Man. Just when you're trying to talk to yeah. somebody else and you're like, no, wait, which one do you mean actually? X, the Series X? The Professor X? The Yeah. Yeah. That's um just throwing it out there. We have a we have a S that we don't ever use. Um so in the future, you know, like if you end up finding yourself needing one to do an upgrade or something, we might sell it to you for cheap if Rebecca doesn't want to hang on to it. So yeah. just throwing it out there. I might consider that. I do like the I like my PC. Normally it's fine. I don't know what the stupid the Xbox app though is sometimes just jank. Yeah, and you never know what sales may come up for the Series X too now because Xbox is they seem like they're they came out of the gates this time doing everything they can to try to like keep up with everybody. So and they, I mean they're also a step ahead of, in, in terms of like supply chain issues and availability. Uh they're a step ahead of PlayStation because I think they just nobody can get a PlayStation. Yeah, that's gotta be a huge part of it. And the whole um just the fact that PlayStation was late to the to the kind of streaming wars. Mm-hmm. Um, now they're kind of getting all their shit together, and they're like, "Okay, well now we're doing it. We've got a pass." And but yeah, now they're also trying to late figure to the out. Pass. Yeah, they're late to the pass. So that's that's where Xbox was really laying that foundation work. And you know, there were there were people that were doubting it, but I, this is now it's starting to pay off. Where they're having these like day one games come out, and they're forcing PlayStation to do that. But Sony is having to like, or I guess PlayStation, um, they are, they're having to make these compromises that they've never had to make before to stay competitive. So that's great. We need that. We need that. We don't need somebody that can just sit there and say, Hey, we're the best there is. So either pay the premium money or blow us. (laughs) That seems like a bad, a bad business model, but I don't know. (laughs) Only time will tell. Yeah, totally. Uh, Willie, you have any final questions or any final thoughts? I think we covered a lot of stuff about, uh, you know, sort of the history here of Taylor and gaming. And um, I have some stuff that I can talk about during, you know, my sort of intro. But our huge connection is Halo. And I'm sure we're going to talk about that in the future. Because as, mm-hmm. as Taylor said, that's, that's what we did a lot when we first met. It's pretty much Halo and only Halo. Yeah, and have done a lot of that since. Yeah, yeah. Probably, I'm guessing thousands of hours. Easily <laughs> thousands of hours. Insane. Like, I would never even go back and look at it because it's not worth it. You can't handle that kind of stress in your brain day to day. Yeah, it's easily thousands of hours because I was even yeah. looking at, 
for a while, I mean, I think it was just Bungie, right? Anything Bungie we were checking out at that point. Like, right when on the they, Waypoint app and stuff. Well, yeah. And like whenever they moved over to, to Destiny, like we played a lot of Destiny 2. I was looking at my Destiny gameplay recently, like for Destiny 1. Mm-hmm. That itself was like, I don't know, five or 600 hours or something like that. Maybe, maybe even like a thousand itself. And I was just like, oh, I didn't realize I played that much. Those raids, sometimes we would play those raids three times a week and, and sometimes we'd be doing them like four or five hours. Like Stuff adds up real quick and then you got to go out, collect materials and do this and that. And yeah, it was basically our wow. I'd say it'd be a good, good comparison. They really did sort of what they set out to do there. I actually, yeah. I haven't played Destiny 2 nearly as much and I actually want to get back into it. I wouldn't mind to like ne- next time they do a here's the big next thing coming out and here's a big pass. I wouldn't be against it because I would like to see what kind of it's it seems like they've had to stay innovative to to keep people coming back. So I want to see what they've done. They did do some stuff recently, a uh, couple last couple of months and and they had a big update, like the new season started like two weeks ago, I think, or something like that. I know people have been a little upset. I think I haven't really been, like I haven't been paying attention, like I said, to what is going on over there. But I've definitely seen a lot of complaints in the last couple of weeks about some of the new stuff, like just the like season update and some tweaks to gameplay and nerfing weapons and sort of stuff. And I don't know if they've ironed that out yet or they're going to iron it out, but it does seem like in general, they've been very responsive to destiny two stuff. And everyone has been sort of happy with in general over the course of destiny two's life, like where it's been going and in the recent releases. That's impressive. I I bet to, to exist that long in that space, you probably have to be responsive. I mean, it is, especially once there are other developers out there that are, then you are, you know, up a Creek at that point. If you're one of these that, we're not going to respond to people. We're not going to, we're just going to do what we want to do. And if that, what you do is not pristine or perfect, then it's going to be bad times. Yeah. That'd be fun to play sometime to do a, uh, if we get into doing some gameplay videos or anything like that, that would be a fun one to do sessions on periodically. Cause we could all play together. I'd love to get back into that actually. And I also say all that from a skewed perspective of someone who watches other people play and who follows people who like do really love the game. So like Mm -hmm. I have whatever skewed perspective they have. And I, well, the fact that you still want to check it out (laughs) after that (laughs) makes a big difference for me. I'm like, I haven't seen it in a year or a year and a half or however long. Yeah. That's that tells me that I probably do want to check it out too. Yeah. My last question for you, Taylor is, what are you, you know, after, after we're done here, what are you going to play later today? Uh, just in full, being fully candid with you guys in the audience and everybody. Um, I left my job a couple weeks ago, um, or maybe it's been a week ago at a major technology company. Um, just because I, I want to take care of my kiddo and I want to pursue some dreams. I've been, I'd been working there for over a decade and it's time to, time to try some other stuff out. Um, so with the free time, I have wanted to tie some loose ends up, but it has to be something I can pause, right? Because with a kiddo, you got to be able to run away at any moment and be like, what's he banging his head on? Um, so not so, Elden Ring. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> 
Um, or if it is Elden Ring, you just got to accept that you're going to get sliced sometimes when you're not there. Um, you I've better playing, go rest, homie. You better hit that side yeah. of grace. I've been playing Valhalla. I'm getting back in that Assassin's Creed Valhalla. And wow, man, that is an impressive game. It I played about 20 hours of it when it first came out. And I was blown away by it because it had a lot of the stuff I like, liked. The... Um, the ship stuff, the battling and the exploration and the jumping out of the ship and swimming and finding things. Uh, but it was just seems so big and overwhelming with an Assassin's Creed. Have you ever played Assassin's Creed? Do you play those or have you I'm, played one I'm, lately? I'm so lost in what the so, hell is happening in all those games. But I played the original and I think good, that might man. be the only one I played. Well, no, are, I think I... Was there one that was like a uh, French or it was like happening in France or something? Yes. French revolution. Um, I don't remember which one that was, but yeah. Yeah. I think I played uh, a was, little bit of that one. To me, that was, that was a rough era to get into them because the engine was dying at that point. Like it was getting real old and sluggish of uh, the newer ones. If you were to go, you could just go straight to Valhalla and never miss a beat, dude. But the controls, they've honed them in, gotten it all nice and buttery so that it feels like you're playing a normal game where the old ones were not that. Mm -hmm. um, it's it's worth checking out one of the new ones, man. But the, the thing I run into that's frustrating is that they give you this giant map, but you'll have... So say you unlock positions and there's like a camp here, a camp here, a city here. Well, each time you click on one of those or look at one, you will have... A different level. It will say you're not recommended to be here unless you're level 250 and I'm level 20, right? And I'm like in that area. So anybody can, they can spit in your direction and like the air particulates are killing you immediately. You're dead. That's the reason I kind of bounced off of it at the time was I, I, I don't, I want to explore this whole game, but I don't have time. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to, I'm doing that now. Um, but also I'm switching back and forth between that and Atomic Crops, which is a totally different indie mm -hmm. game that's on Game Pass that is freaking amazing. It is like um, it's like the love child of Smash TV and uh, Stardew Valley. It's like those two games got together and the art is fucking ugly it's like uh the art of <laughs> it's it is not like what i was expecting you dude to say. <laughs> the art is like garbage pail kids like it looks oh good as a eight or 16 bit whatever it is but the like when you die the reason i asked you earlier about the game over screen is because i'm suddenly interested of, uh, in those because when you die in atomic crops it the whole screen your whole tv screen becomes a close-up of a carrot's face and he's just like the ugliest fucking mean looking carrot and he's like, like just this look of awful disgust and fear. Now I want to see every game over screen and see just what kind of stupid shit people have put in there. But mm -hmm. those are the two that I've been playing a lot. Highly recommend both. Um, Atomic Crops is free if you have the Game Pass. So you can just pick that up and check it out. That one is highly addictive to me. Um, if you like Stardew Valley and or Smash TV, that one is a surefire winner. You will not have a bad time with it. Yeah, I, I think that's a good spot to stop. I think that covers everything for today. And uh, I, we did it first first ones in the books. And uh, I'm glad to to be doing this. And next time we'll get into, let's just say we'll get into Joey next time. Uh, ask Joey some questions about his history. And uh, yeah. You ruined it. That's it. It was good. And then you ruined it. 
It was perfect, and <laughs> yeah. then fucking Joey. Had to Joey. Berries and Blades is an independent podcast created by Joseph Bullard, Willie Garza, and Taylor Garrett. Thanks for tuning in, and consider subscribing if you enjoyed listening to this episode. You can also support us by telling your friends about the show. And we hope to see you in the next episode of Berries and Blades. Until then, thanks again. What time did you say Rebecca was heading out? Oh, she's got to roll out about 1030. That's her uh, in her ambulance. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) She likes to flip on the ambulance siren and roll out.